The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, over the last couple of days, I've been reading a memoir. It's called I, Who Had It Figured Out. And it's written by Patrick O'Dea, who invites us on a personal journey. It's both an entertaining and enlightening book as he shares the pivotal life experiences that ultimately led him to his calling in the field of social work and how he lost his early utopianism. He is here with me now. Patrick, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, you describe your childhood, which was uh, idyllic. Your father was a doctor. A public service doctor, so no private income, in Summerhill in Dublin. And yet he managed, and uh, with your, your late mother, to raise 10 children and give them a good education. Yeah, I think I, I possibly attribute my values to uh, the values in my home. That My father made choices around medicine, working as a dispensary doctor in Summerhill, having the porter triage uh, the long queue into the dispensary so that he only saw people who were sick and the porter did the sick notes and the uh, formula <laughs> milk. So uh, that's the way it was. That's People the way coming it was. in for, for routine things. And the porter did the routine. He did the routine. And it was, I, I, I mean, it was a time of, uh, a, 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 I guess, infant mortality rates were probably like they are in some parts of... Mm. of, of, of uh, uh, so he was term. a model for you in terms of what he decided to do with his medical qualification. I mean, you lived in Sandymount. Um, he could have been a GP to the, the well-heeled. He chose not to do that. Yeah, that, that was the course he took in his medicine and following having worked as a dispensary doctor, I think it was around the time I was born. I think my mother was uh, uh, missing an extra pair of hands in the home because he was around every uh, room, every tenement in fixing broken limbs and delivering babies. And uh, he got a, what was judged to be a nine to five job in what was then called St. Kevin's which he used to describe as poor medicine for poor people. So he, with a visionary view of medicine, uh, was part of, with others, of of uh, transforming uh, what was St. Kevin's into yeah. St. James's and like a, a really quality uh, teaching hospital um, d- developed over yeah. the years. Now, now uh, you inherited uh, the values from him and indeed your mother shared uh, those values. Um, you went to... Uh, a very nice school, Belvedere uh, College, and you went on to university. But even in Belvedere, there were priests who broadened your horizons. Yeah, I think one takeaway from Belvedere, um, I mean, I, I'm a, uh, certainly one takeaway was, you know, the what they call men for others. That was its motto, men for others and other uh, uh, um, Latin mottos too. Um, and I think one of the outlets through the Vincent de Paul was, uh, I suppose, part of the journey in that uh, it, it, it was it was a little uncool for the in terms of the cooler students to yeah. be. Work- you describe yourself as a bit of a do-gooder uh, in a, those a days. A do-gooder, absolutely. Yeah, and you joined the VDP. But I mean, you got to meet uh, travellers. Father Feely was instrumental in that. Uh, and you meant, uh, met juvenile prisoners in St. Pat's. Uh, adjacent to Mount Joy. So, you know, your horizons were broadened beyond your classmates. They were. They they certainly were. Uh, there were a, 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 a number of opportunities for, for, for um, as you say, when I was a mass server in our local church, they brought us uh, to various traveller meetings. And similarly, uh, one of the 
priest who was part time in our parish brought us into uh, the prisons. Uh, unfortunately, dressed in our school uniform, which must have uh, little to, Lord Fauntleroy's little visiting. Lord Fauntleroy's yeah. like like go, like going to the zoo, which uh, one might criticise. Now, um, you um, were part of a, a class where there were long haired boys and short haired boys. And the long-haired boys were the rebels and there was a battle royal always between the, the school authorities and the lads. That was it. That was it. I think it was of its time. It was of its time, the sort of the the, the 1960s uh, of its time. Long hair meant modernity. Long hair exactly meant you 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 were going in a direction and you were rocking the boat and you were anti-establishment and anti-status mm. quo. At this point, uh, there was the Humanae Vitae uh, document published by the, the Pope, which was down on uh, any kind of birth control. And you posted uh, your own protest to the school notice board down with contraception, <laughs> you said. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, it. It absolutely wasn't my view, but I was having fun with it. I felt like as the eighth of 12 children, I I wouldn't have been uh, if... If, you wouldn't if have I, been born. I wouldn't have been born. <laughs> and what a loss to the world. So that was a bit. A bit yes, I I did uh, like Martin Luther and uh, putting the petition on the cathedral door in Wittenberg. I did the same, but to a school notice board. And uh, I got one signature, which was a boy who was also from a family of 12. So uh, <laughs> so the, the, uh, we 15 year old boys in mm-hmm. Belvedere were in a different place than uh, my petition. But the, the interesting thing was I learned something from it that I was called in by the prefect of studies and he described my behaviour as fatuous. Now, I didn't know, was that a clap on the back or was that a, a slap on the hand? I'd never heard the word. Um, anyway, I went home, looked up in a dictionary and it means silly or purposeless. So that anyway, was you. That was me, silly mm. and purposeless. Um, Belvedere, you used to run a boys club and I think it, it still exists in a, a rather different form today. But for the, the boys of the north inner city and um Rory Quinn came along. He was a young, aspiring, leading light of the Labour Party and he challenged Belvedere. Now, he would have been very well educated himself in private school and so on. He challenged Belvedere uh, not just uh, to to run a club where the boys of North uh, Dublin inner city could recreate. He says, why aren't you educating these boys? Yeah, it was a seminal moment in the history of that club. Um, the club at the time in its constitution described it as an outlet for young Christian gentlemen. So um, after school, I joined um, as a volunteer. All the young people called us doc as in we're in college and we are becoming doctors was the general perception. And the the, the, the view was we end up like our dads, they end up like theirs. And we were most unhappy, me and others, about that they weren't even allowed to be on the board of the youth club, the local boys. So their their own voice wasn't being heard. Their own voice wasn't being heard. And um, we made a number of heaves on the Constitution unsuccessfully. Then we had this annual general meeting and we had a ladies committee. Again, sounds very dated. And they used to do fundraisers for us and uh Normally, the invited speaker affirmed the great work we were doing and affirmed the Ladies Committee for the fundraising. But this young rising uh, Rory Quinn came along and he said, um, these boys deserve better. They deserve an education, not ping pong. 
and uh, was exactly sort of justice, not charity. Mm. And I was 100% with what he was saying. One thing that amused me, one of the ladies gave me a lift home and she made a comment about his long leather coat and said, uh, um, my the fees I pay for my boy in Belvedere cost a lot less than his leather coat. I remember so. that leather coat well. He <laughs> kept it for years and years and years. Now, you, you say you were ripe for radical, radicalisation. Um, you you went to college and you, you followed a fairly familiar route of protest, uh, protesting at the opening of the first McDonald's on Grafton Street. Yeah, I think we were... We we were of a time UCD the Aula Maxima had had its 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 uh, disturbances. Paris had its disturbances. Um, so yeah, we had we 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 rattled a few cages too. Um, uh, once we came to college, it was a really big experience going to college because it was a bit like getting out of jail, getting and. Uh, meeting like-minded people, lecturers that were like-minded, particularly from sociology, which had a very radical bent. And uh, yeah, we were we were buzzing and high on our protest yeah. and we, we had all the answers. We Now, there was a, a you know, the common themes of uh, socialism, uh, social justice and ultimately social work, which uh, at the time you saw as a movement, uh, you know, rather than a fixer of small things, which is probably the way it works these days. You take every problem as it comes to you and it's not part of a greater vision. Let's sort out this individual's problem. Yeah, I think that 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 was, you know, the the older me would say that was, I mean, I'm I'm glad we were there. I'm glad I'm glad that we challenged ideas of status quo, etc. But I think there was like this, the 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 De- current definition of social work includes the word empowerment and liberation. And that's the, these are huge transformative concepts for a, a better world, but without any practical measures for that transformation. Um, and I think that uh, um, l- like me and others were seduced by that message um, and we were rogues and, and, and we were dreamers. And we were paradigm shifters and shakers, mm. and and that was our dream, and that's what kept us going. Um, rather than now, as you say, that 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 possibly has changed. Um, now, this is not to say that people coming into social work are top rate uh, humanitarians. That's what motivates them; their vocational humanitarian impulse. Um, but um, that the big picture stuff has shrunk, and um, and there are a lot of people in social. Social work academics who would say that that big picture is uh, delusional, and that social work is about modest tasks, and that uh, um, it's it's the big social work defines itself in that big theory and that big big world, but in fact it's about a series of often modest interventions in uh, everyday living. Now, uh, you moved, as I say, from that utopian ideal as a young uh, student with a socialist bent to being uh, something else. And if we fast forward towards the end of the book, you talk about getting involved with hedge funds. Mm. Um, Hedge Funds Care, HFC, also HFC Help for Children. Mm. Um, That was a pretty dramatic transformation. Sure was, sure was. I was working uh, in, in Trinity College in the social work school at the time and they approached the school 
uh, for an academic advisor. And it seems that there's somebody uh, who who was himself a victim of abuse who uh, set up this charity and um, now now a survivor and thriver and all the rest and a man with 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 deep pockets. And um, they, they they had uh, o- over the existence of hedge fund cares, they have accumulated over 50 million. And my job was to sort of point them in directions where to spend it. Now, yes, it was a big oh, my God, for me. And I, I, I was sort of a bit of me was saying you need to make peace with parts of the world that you fought with in your younger self. Um, so I also had all sorts of reservations. I am not wobbling international finance. That's not going to happen. Um, and uh, I, uh, yeah, so I took it on and I did suggest to them that the name Hedge Fund Cares, that I wouldn't go to uh, the spire with the collection box the year of the <laughs> Troika being in Dublin um, shaking for Hedge Fund Cares. It, the name won't travel. The name won't resonate. You won't get a penny in Ireland. And they uh, they changed their logo to HFC Help for Children. Now they they're not in Ireland anymore. But I have to say, the the uh, my involvement was over about five years. I got about hundred thousand a year from them, and it was really well spent. We bought bought out a function room, in a hotel in Ballymun, so that there was play space for children who were homeless and living there. We paid for uh, infant massage for traveller moms around Ballyfermot. We uh, supported financially a few teen moms who wanted to go to third level. We did relaxation techniques with children from very stressed homes. So it, I have to say the money was very well, very well spent mm-hmm. and made it made critical differences. Did I wobble international finance? Did I challenge neoliberalism? No. And the uh, the book uh, chronicles your life in its various facets, including becoming a part time lecturer in Trinity College uh, in Dublin. And I uh, take it from the book that you really enjoyed the experience and challenging students and so on. But ultimately, you left disillusioned. Mm. Why? Well, I I I I'll, I'll watch my words and what I say, but I. I absolutely, I, I really did enjoy, I gave an awful lot to that job. I had worked in probation service for 20 years with very demoralised young people. And this was the same age group, but cohort for whom life was going well, for who were well affirmed, who were conscientious, who had that humanitarian impulse. They were a joy to work with, energising to work with. Um, I was balancing home and work. And my job just grew what I would suggest uh, beyond the contracted hours without payment. Now, th- th- I'm saying that carefully, but that was my my view that yeah. this labourer was uh, uh, not being sufficient. He was worthy of his hire, but he wasn't being paid. He was worthy of his hire and wasn't being paid enough. So, yes, I did leave. Um, and um, yeah, I, I, I expected better. Mm. There are so many things in the book. It is a very amusing book, I have to say. There are many stories which would take too long to tell this morning. It finishes up the last line, and it's not a spoiler, but you say the utopian has a better story to tell. The meliorist leaves us with a better world. And that's what you've become. 
Ameliorist. Look, it's a, a terrific uh, book. It's a very small volume, slim volume, uh, very quickly read. It's called I who had it figured out. It's by Patrick O'D and it's available pretty much uh, everywhere. On Amazon. On Amazon. Thank you very much for joining us on the programme today. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.